Hey, welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com, and I aim to be your boss's worst nightmare. Let me ask you a question. When was the first time you thought to yourself, hang on a minute, this isn't turning out the way I expected it to. Life wasn't supposed to be like this. It was supposed to be much better. Well, was it a single moment that tipped the balance? Was it a gradual progression of things that each nudged you further and further towards that conclusion? Tell me about it. Let me know how it was that you came about to the conclusion that you wanted to do something different. I can tell you for me, it was it was a series of moments, each one of which, which gave me a, a big kick towards towards that decision. But obviously, individually, they didn't kick me hard enough. Does that make sense? Because looking back now, I, I think, well, why didn't that ring the alarm bells? Why did that just make me feel, oh, crikey, I don't like this, but hey, that's the way it is. Why did none of them tell me that you need to change this and you need to change it right now? Now, I'm going to tell you about a couple of instances in particular that early on, relatively early on in my career, I should have listened to and looked at harder. But I'll also tell you before, before I go into them, it was fear that kept me rooted to the spot. Fear that kept me in the job that I hated. Now, these, these instances, I mentioned one already, I think, in an earlier podcast, was that when I was in retail, my older son, who's now in his 30s, uh, was about three years of age. And didn't matter what Carol or I said to him, he would not believe that I lived here in the family home. He just would not, would not accept it. And the reason for that was because, to his mind... I didn't. I was never there because I used to leave in the morning before he was out of his bed and I used to get home in the evening after he'd gone to sleep. So, of course, Daddy was just an occasional visitor. He even knew what village I lived in. He said, no, no, you don't live here, Daddy. You live in such and such. And that went on for quite some time. He would not be convinced that I lived here. Now, everybody else that we knew thought that was funny and thought it was cute. To me, it was just a dagger ripping into my heart because I was desperate to spend more time with my son. Yet I was felt trapped in a job that I hated. There was no redeeming feature to that job for me. I, I was spending most of my working life doing something that I really hated. Probably hated because I was un, unsuited to it, but I really didn't like it. So why at that stage did I not say uh, enough's enough? Is because it was that fear. I was the breadwinner. Carol was um, a stay-at-home mum. Now, I'm not diminishing that at all because she had the bigger role, as far as I'm concerned. It was far more important. She played the far more important role than me because she brought up our two sons. I wasn't around. I wanted to be, but she had the tougher job of it. So my job was merely to go out and get the money. And I mentioned in a recent podcast, I think, that we tend to equate an income with a job. Not necessarily the same thing. This is all stuff that I've learned subsequently. Back then, I was young, I was naive. I didn't know anything other than you had to have a job because otherwise the money would stop coming in. So I kept going to the job that I hated. Rolled the clock on a couple of years and it was time for our second son to appear. Now course of various things. Our first son was born as a result of a, an emergency C-section and we knew that our second son would have to be born by C-section. 
so we were more prepared for it the second time around. And he was due in December of 1990. So as I'm recording this now on, what is it, 19th of May 2016. He's 25 now, he'll be 26 in December. So he was due um, a couple of days before Christmas. But he had different ideas. And uh, he decided to come a few days early. And so I bundled Christopher off to a a nearby neighbour who was uh, happy to look after him got Carol and her bag in the car. I was driving her to the hospital and I said, look, on the way, I'll just pop into the store. By the way, I just just opened for this company a a new store very near to the hospital. I'll just pop into the the store and I'll go to the food section. I'll I'll grab a sandwich so that I don't have to leave you once we're there, you know, because we could be in for a long haul. So I can be with you all the time. And so I, I did. I did exactly that. And what you need to know as well is There was quite a lot of snow on the ground that December in 1990. I drove into the car park, left Carol in the car and walked into the store. And as I walked into the store, one of the shop floor supervisors called me over. Oh, Mr. Eyre, can I just talk to you about this? Uh, Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, this is what we're doing about this. This is what we're doing about this. Oh, right, right, great. And then I walked over and another uh, one spotted me and said, Ah, can I just show you this? This is a display. And And you can see what's happening. I'm getting drawn into the day, uh, the, the running of the store. And I'd been in the store for about probably half an hour, maybe even more, when somebody said, oh, how's Carol? And I said, oh, actually, um, she's in labour right now. And said, oh, you're just off to the hospital to see her. Uh, no, 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 she's, she's in the car. What? You've left her in the car park. And with that, the realisation came that what I'd done is I'd got sucked into the day at this store because this company, it felt as though they owned you body and soul. You'd, you'd signed a Faustian contract with them when, once you signed on. And I realised what I'd done. I realised what I'd done. I'd left Carol in the car with a baby coming. We need to get her to a hospital so that she can have her C-section. And not only that, there's snow on the ground. Now, you might think that's bad enough, and it is, but what really, really, really hammered it home was when I got back to the car. What do you think Carol's reaction was? Actually, let me ask you that question. What would your reaction be, ladies, if your child was on the way and your husband left you in a car park while he wandered into his place of work and just strolled around for half an hour uh, saying, yeah, do this, do that? answering questions, answering staff questions. What would your reaction be when your husband finally showed up to the car saying, I'm so sorry? I hope, I hope it would be to absolutely blow your top at him. But that's not what Carol did. She just looked at me, smiled and said, yeah, I thought that's what had happened. Because that's, that's, that's what she as well had come to expect from that existence. And that's when I knew this was not only just not a good place for me to be, it was wrong. Nothing about that was right. That There's a further instance that I will talk about, and I probably have already talked about on this podcast. I've t- certainly talked about it in videos. There was another instance when we got our baby son home. But that was really what made me question 
whether it was right for me to carry on doing what I was doing. It was nothing to do with the fact that I hated the job anymore. It was to do with, is this the right thing for me to do? And it clearly wasn't. Look, I'm very aware that's all been me, 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 me. But I do want to hear from you. I do want to hear from you as to what has persuaded you that you're around peg in a square hole, that you know that there's more to life than this. Has it been one big almighty bust up with somebody or has it been a gradual realisation that actually you're worth more? You're worth more than this. You can have got so much more to offer. So email me with your story. Get in touch with me at aussie at whensmytime.com. That's O-double-Z-Y, aussie at whensmytime.com. And maybe even I'll read your story out in the future. But tell me what it was that sparked you. And look, while I'm asking you to do things, what I want you to do now is if this podcast has helped you, head over to iTunes and give me a five-star review. Leave a comment there telling me what it was that helped you in this. Head over to iTunes, give a five-star review. And yes, that will give my ego a massive stroke. (laughs) But that's not why I want you to do it. Why I want you to do it is it will help others find this podcast too. And that's what we want. We want anybody who currently feels trapped to let them know, firstly, that they're not alone. But secondly, it's not the only path for them. They can take a different route, the route of their choosing. Look, I hope that's been helpful. You've been listening to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Air, founder of whensmytime.com. And I'm telling you, your time is now.